Hello. Welcome back to episode 40. Um, I'm Shivani. I'm Miranda. This is Far Normal. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you got it. You got it. We, I don't think we ever, like, talked about, like, who was going to say what. We kind of no, just figure it out it. every time, which I think we should yeah. probably, like... It's fine. Whatever. It's cool. I mean, it works out in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Great start to another episode, huh? Um, so today we were going to do a really fun topic. I'm in a class called, um, interpersonal relationships and like everything we've been talking about is just super interesting to me. So this week we talked about attraction and like just all these like facts and like science and stuff and like how like people are attracted to each other. And I thought it was just so interesting. So I was like, I'm going to just ask Miranda about it and ask her what she thinks about it. And we can just discuss and yeah, enlighten you all with some cool attraction facts. A. So, <laughs> all right. So the fundamentals of attraction. The fundamentals are consisted of rewards and these are direct and indirect. So basically it talks about how we are attracted to those who, whose presence is rewarding to us. Do you, would you agree with that? Uh, do you want to expand on the thought first? Like we're and, yeah. So like, I guess like direct rewards would just be like, I guess having this person around you, like, I don't know. And I guess you could connect it to like love language and like terms of gift giving. So direct reward would be like, this person okay. is around you. So they give you gifts. And because of that, you're attracted to them. So it's indirect. Like direct, the direct things are like physical things and the indirect would, would those be like emotional things, that rewards kind of? Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like indirect is like intangibles. Um, so like, you know, the emotional things and also yeah. like maybe them like boosting your ego or something like that praising okay. you and stuff like that so yeah what do you think what do I mean do you think that you get more out of having direct rewards or indirect rewards or like a, a combination of both or do you place probably more importance on any of them probably direct. but every once in a while direct is nice um true would hugs count as indirect or direct I think that would be direct because that's like physical touch, right? But it's also like in a way of emotionally supporting someone. But the emotional is like separate from like the physical, right? I mean, cause like the yeah, physical exactly. can like induce a emotional thing, but I think they're like separate. They're on their own category, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. But okay. how about you? Hmm. What are your thoughts? I want to say like, I would say that like the reason I would stay with someone if I got into like a relationship would be the indirect, but maybe like in the beginning, I think it would be direct just mm -hmm. to like, I don't know, get a feel for what's going on. Yeah, true. Cause like, I don't like, yeah, it takes a long time for me to like trust people and like open up yeah. to them like emotionally. So like, I definitely think that like in terms of rewards, attraction comes directly first before it gets indirect. Okay. So, hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Sure. All right, so one of the other facts was proximity. We're just going like to go through a list of facts. I'm going to go through the ones I find interesting. And if we okay. have time, I'll like see if I can go through all of them. But I don't think we will because there was just a bunch of stuff that was crazy and cool. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But um, all right, so proximity. So basically, this talks about how we like people who are the closest to us, like physically. So like um, they did like an MIT study, I think. I didn't write this down, but I'm trying to remember. But like they did an MIT dorm study and basically they were talking about in the dorm, people ended up liking the people that were closest to them or like had a connection with them. So like one door. Yeah, yeah. So like one door um, away from the person 
uh, there was like a 40 something percent chance of them liking that person or um, having like a friendship with them or just being close with them. And then the further you got away from the door, the percentage decreased. That makes so sense. like, yeah, I thought this was interesting because like, you know how like we, um, there's like a lot of long distance relationships because of like social media mm-hmm. and like, you know, you can have internet friends and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I was just like, do you think that affects you in any way? Like, do you think, I mean, you'd be able to keep an online relationship? To me, it seems like, like the reason for that would be, it ties in with like quality time, physical touch, and like, if it's a romantic relationship, just like people, you know, you need to see people or like feel people to be like, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could never do a long distance relationship. Um, I, I like physical touch. That's one of my love languages. Um, and also just because like I get anxious texting people, like I do much better talking to people in person or like visual, like, so I can see them. Um, also like, I don't know, like, eventually when I'm in love, like, I do want to kiss the person I'm dating and stuff. Like, you can't really, I mean, you could do, like, sexting, but you can't do that, (laughs) you know, so. Uh, That's true. That is very true. I mean, like, yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, From experience. (laughs) From experience, I just know that, like, it doesn't, it's not as fulfilling. Like I, I got bored so easily. Like I was like, I was, I did it. I started this whole thing like out of curiosity just to see where it would go. But like, honestly, it just, it really bored me. I was like, I don't know. The person on the other end was enjoying it. And he, they were telling me that they were enjoying it, but like, I don't know. I just don't did get it. Like someone? Moving along. Wait, what? <laughs> I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. But like, I'm just okay. Moving. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just say over the podcast. I think that'd be kind of entertaining. Well, okay. We didn't get into like much detail. It was just kind of like talking about like different things that like turned us on and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, I was like, I'm. I was like, I don't mind talking about it as long as there's no like pictures and stuff like that. But like, I guess that's kind of what like sexting is. So I like didn't really cross that line. But like the idea of it just like didn't really make sense to me but I guess some people like that but I definitely agree with also usually based on the limited knowledge I have sexting is usually like trying to give each other pleasure when you aren't together yeah talking about like what you would do to each other what you do to yourself like it's it's more than just saying what makes you horny so yeah Yeah. exactly yeah I mean yeah, we did. Our, um, I, our parents listen to this. This is gonna be so uncomfortable. They listen to this. <laughs> I, yeah, it's okay. Nothing happened, and I basically kind of stopped it before anything, so it's okay. And nothing serious. It was just out of curiosity, and I then I don't think there's anything wrong with being curious. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, I definitely agree with like proximity, at least for me too. Like mm-hmm. I would need to be close to someone, especially like to develop like a close relationship. And they always talk about like how you need like repeated interactions to, you know, develop a close relationship and be able to talk to them and like be consistent in communication and that sort of thing. So like, yeah, over online social media or just like FaceTiming and stuff, it just, it, you don't get the same mm-hmm. 
the same interactions the feelings and yeah. stuff like that but like honestly I kind of like like that's that's really cool for people who can do it because maybe like their relationship is like more emotional than it is like physical right. and that's that that can be a good thing <clears throat> it is a good thing it's a really cool thing but yeah I'm also like really bad at like answering people <laughs> on texting and like you know answering calls because I just I don't I don't know I'm just not good at it um I could deny that but I'm <laughs> not going to I answer you eventually yes you do. so like it's okay it's okay I like I I'm there I'm there when it counts right Right? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I was gonna, okay. I'm just you. <laughs> okay. Um moving along. So all right. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go skip to a different study that I learned about. It was called the du- the Dutton and Aaron Bridge Study. Um it was conducted mm-hmm. in 1974. And basically it was just conducting a study on like how good-looking people earn more than like less good-looking people and I think I think this like touches on like the whole idea of like pretty privilege and like how they have the advantage in society and ah what are your thoughts on that let's talk about business law actually because someone tried to we were talking about like the equal protection acts you know like how different minorities like can get fired for being in the minority and someone tried to sue a company because they hired someone who's prettier than them, okay. even though they had like the same merits. Um, mm. But the lawsuit like didn't do anything. Um, but like it's just very interesting because it's very legit. Like companies hire the pretty people. Yeah. Like, or like companies hire they hire people who like look the same. So like, you know, like same height or same like style or like mm-hmm. Coles had a very specific look, and like. Chick-fil-A has a very specific look. Like you got like yeah. you can't have like tattoos or like dye hair mm-hmm. or yeah. I mean, do you think that has to do with them being pretty or is just like that's their brand? Oh, that's true. I mean I think to an extent they do it is brand, but they also intentionally not intentionally, but they have a bias towards pretty people, you know? yeah so that's yeah. what i would say yeah no i would agree i would agree with that um a little fact here is that good looking folks earn two hundred thirty thousand more during their careers careers than people who are not as good looking which Wait, is, how do they know that how did they, they did like- a bunch of studies on it and like you know you know studies so what's the cool. like standard <laughs> of good looking like how did they decide that so like actually i there was a fact about this like most of the world can agree on the fact that there's a standard of beauty and we all agree on like what is beautiful. I mean, culture kind of plays a role in this, but like think of like beauty pageants. Like usually everyone in the beauty pageant looks similar in the standard of beauty. So like there is sort of like a correlation between like, you know, not a correlation, what's the word I'm like, but there's like sort of like a standard. Like we know when someone's good looking and when someone's not as good looking like we can we can just we can make the distinction um here let me find it uh (laughs) so it's okay women with baby face features tend to be a little more good looking there's large eyes small nose small chin full lips 
um, looking more youthful. And also I know like the hourglass figure is pretty like prominent, like men tend to prefer women, women who are, um, you know, with an hourglass shape. And then this is like right now in our culture, but like years ago, like it was different too. So, oh yeah, definitely. And they talk about that too, like how it's evolved over time. And like, it, it was based on like, so in some parts of the world is based on like your food supply. So if you didn't have an abundant abundant food supply and where you were living, you being like slim and really thin was not preferred because everyone looked like that. So then like, if you were maybe like a little, little on the thicker side, then they'd be like, Ooh, that's attractive because you don't right. see that very often. And so like, you can see that. And like, I think of like, you know, like those medieval paintings of like, you know, those women who are a little who are like a lot more curvier and like it's very different from like now I don't know it's very different yeah. but it's because we also have like a, a lot of food available and that's food has never been like something we worried about at least in our recent past so uh, yeah in our nation mm-hmm. at least yeah yeah um so okay yeah they talk about like how for men it's a little more complex on like the standard of beauty because um, I guess the standard for men is like strong jaws, broad foreheads, a looking of like strong and dominant, but then also like that tends to be more appealing. Um, but this is also like really interesting because there are like women who are, um, who are attracted to women who are like more feminine, feminine and like, you know, warm and friendly. And this, and this is depends on the woman's menstrual cycle, which I thought this was really interesting. And like, I've honestly kind of like, like I could see that like in my own life, like depending on like, like how I'm feeling, I tend to be attracted to different yeah. things. Do you like, have you noticed that? I wonder if that's cause like, like when, I don't know, in different parts of our mental struggle, wow. <laughs> like it's like almost like how we've evolved. Like in, when we were like, I don't know, prehistoric times. Like, we had to, like, literally only date people for making babies. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you had to date people who you knew would survive the longest and pass on your family line. So, I wonder if, like, that's why it, like, shifts over. Because, like, it's shifting to a, like, prehistoric, like, standard of expectations that, like, we, like, our bodies want us to be attracted to. Because we that's what they know, like, will make heirs. That makes sense. Are you talking about this from a woman's perspective or a man's perspective? Because like, okay. Cause like, you know, like how they talk about like men tend to be more attracted to women with like curvier waist because that like indicates like fertility and stuff like that. So like you're talking about how that still carries on into today. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that that is that is true but like I was like talking about like how it's like interesting like how like like where you are in your menstrual cycle like influences Mm -hmm. like what you're attracted to and I was like wondering if like do you have you noticed like have you noticed like your differences difference like preferences change at all Uh, uh I really not not much I mean I know there's different times where I'm on period where I'm more um, horny I don't know um, yeah but I don't think I could tell you if my what I'm attracted to changes mm. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. All right. I'll read the facts and I'll see if like I can uh, connect anything. But um, they say that um, when women are fer fertile for a few days a month, they prefer deeper voices. The sense of more symmetrical men and not sense, but like the more the shapes of more symmetrical men and bolder and more arrogant and more charismatic behavior for the rest of the month, which honestly, that kind of makes sense. Cause like sometimes like, I don't know. I realize that like, sometimes I prefer like men who are more feminine, but then like other times I prefer men who are like more, um, bold, aggressive, uh, dominant sort of thing you know, like, like alpha male dominating thing. aggressive thing is like mm. back to the like evolution thing I was talking about like do you think mm. that like in our like bodies are like subconscious it like is like the bold aggressive is linked more to like sex and like reproduction I'm sure it probably okay. connects that I'm probably it probably does I mean like if you think about like prehistoric times like you needed men like that to survive. Yeah. And so like, maybe that could be like tapping into like, yeah, our survival instincts and like needing to reproduce to sur survive. And like, you yeah. know, that happens to be more attractive. I'm sure there's like some science behind that, but like, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah. Also, uh, this is another fact <laughs> by um, Rule in 2011, um, women uh, during some, days in the menstrual cycle women also find scent uh, the sense of men with high levels of testosterone more appealing and they have a better gaydar which we talked about this before the, we recorded this but like I didn't realize that like the gaydar like had scientific like evidence okay. behind it I feel like that would almost be like I don't know. It seems stereotyping to me. Like, I liked how it said, like, the feminine thing that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But I feel like calling it a gaydar is just stereotyping all gay men as being more feminine. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, also, I've definitely said things before that I'm like, I have a good gaydar. But, like, I'm aware that it was definitely stereotyping. I don't know. Hmm. Just food for thought. Just thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like, I never thought about it like that before. And I'm, I don't know, I just, yeah, assuming things, I would, I guess I would just, like, keep it to myself, but I guess I wouldn't voice it. Like, yeah. I'd just be like, hmm, they look like they might be attracted to different, like, different people and, like, stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. I probably had to do a little more research on that, but, like, but we probably shouldn't be, like, making that assumption, I feel like. It's, like, almost, okay, this might be a little controversial, but, like, it it's almost, like, hard not to, because, like, this it's, like, sort of, like, you see the correlation. Like, you see it, like, you see, like, someone who's gay, and they happen to act a certain way, and then, and then you see that same pattern in, I mean, in like, other individuals. So it's, like, kind of hard not to assume, but, like, I know it's not good to assume, but like yeah. there is a pattern and I think that's worth like acknowledging you know yeah but I mean I it's probably not the greatest thing to assume either because I've seen a lot of like feminine men who are heterosexual and like that they just happen to express more feminine yeah. ex you know ex feminine expression so like yeah very very interesting so 
don't know. <laughs> um, all right, here's another one about women. Women's behavior also changes toward men during fertility. They wear more cosmetics and dress more provocatively, showing more skin. Um, that, I think that would be true. That makes sense because if you're yeah. trying to, yeah, yeah, you're trying to attract the men, that yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. And this one is interesting. And because the woman's behavior changes, this is not lost on men. They think that women smell better when they are about to ovulate. Smelling the t-shirts of these women causes a surge in testosterone, which <laughs> I read this earlier and I was like, oh my goodness, like that's interesting. Cause like you, you would think that like men are not super sensitive to smell, or I think women are a little more sensitive to smell than men are, but like science says otherwise that like men seem to be aware that there's something going on in their, (laughs) in their significant other, which yeah, is very interesting. I mean, yeah, I think most of like the male figures in my life don't have a great sense of smell. So like, I don't know if that's just like, specific to me or if like you notice that too but like I don't know I have no idea man I have no idea (laughs) never thought of it Mm. um and there's a caveat to this this only holds true if women are doing nothing to alter their cycle so that means like no birth control pills and you know like medications and stuff like that so that might change your sense yeah sense because it like changes your hormones and stuff like that um Yeah. Also, there's a little evidence behind the idea of like playing hard to get. And yeah. So are you the type of person that likes to play hard to get? Okay. Let's be honest here. I have one boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do tease people like incessantly. But I also Mm -hmm. tease my friends. I just enjoy teasing people. Um, and I think if I were to play hard to get, it wouldn't be intentional. It would just be me thinking that this guy doesn't actually like me, and he does. And I'm like, you don't like me. So it would be, like, unintentional hard to get. But also, it's a it's a cute concept. I mean, it can be toxic, but it is cute. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, like, when you say, like, unintentional playing hard to get, is that just because, like, you're nervous? About, like, you're not unsure or, like sort of like unsure about their feelings yeah gotcha. unsure about my feelings or unsure about their feelings like I, mm. I just assume they're just being nice to me got you got you, know? you yeah yeah I mean now that I'm thinking about it I definitely do play hard to get but I think it's like I this is sort of like now like now that I'm actually like thinking about like why I do it I think it's just like my own way of like sort of testing them <laughs> which sounds kind of terrible but like like, I don't know. I, some, I think society has made us like, kind of like that. Like you can't trust men. You can't trust men that easily. So like, it's my way of like testing them to see if they're like legit or like, you know, are they, do, are they like actually, do they mean what they say? Like, do they have good intentions? Like I would need to like put them through like a trial like The way you do it isn't necessarily playing hard to get. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like playing hard to get is like saying no, but meaning yes. Whereas you just are like not sure. Wait, so how do you, how would you define playing hard to get? Like just like just saying wait what what did she say saying no and saying no but meaning yes. Like saying wanting no but meaning yes. Like being okay. attracted to someone but saying no so they keep vying like vying after you vying is that right? Yeah. yeah. 
which is yeah. why I said I think it's toxic. But if your definition is different, then it's less toxic. No, I see what you're saying. I think, I think that's kind of what I was referring to, though. Like, yeah. just like, but I mean, like, I didn't word it like that. But like, I guess I would like, yeah, make it hard for me, like hard. I would make it hard for them to like take me out on a date or something. I don't know. So like, I Wait, want you them did, to take me on a yeah. date. Did, huh? did you want them to take you on a date? I I would, but I would. I don't. Okay, that was a bad example. But like, if they were. No, no, I can't even think of a good example because, like, you I don't said have- no, but I don't think you meant yes. I think that's the missing factor. But like, hmm. okay, that was a bad example. But like, maybe they're trying to get information out of me. Like, mm-hmm. um, maybe I wouldn't give it to them at first or something like that. Does that make any sense? But then I don't know if that's like teasing or not. What's the difference between teasing Did and you- playing hard to get? Teasing is where you like mess with them a little bit, like you like. I don't know. Um, you did a good example. You know, like in the movies where like the girl like leans in for a kiss and then she like pulls back and then, like winks or something. That's yeah. Teasing. Yeah. So I guess playing hard to get is like. What? No, wait. <laughs> I'm not making a clear distinction here. Hold on. So like. I say, I know what teasing is based on, like, that example. Like, I know, like, you make fun of them, sort of, um, and then... Make fun you, of them like, slash flirt with them. Like, it's, like... Yeah, a, yeah. There's, like, a... I mean, would you say that playing hard to get has, like, a sort of flirty-esque feel to it, too? Or do you think that just depends on the person? I think playing hard to get usually is not flirty. Like, it's more of, like... It's more of like you're attracted to someone, but you just keep just waiting for them to keep asking you until you're just like, fine, I'll date you, kind of. Mm. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. That wasn't a great definition, but. Yeah. I don't know either. We'll just leave it up to our, our listeners to decide what playing hard to get is and what teasing is and what the distinction between like, that is. I don't know. Playing hard to get, it, I feel like it's led to like a toxic thing in our society. Like it's cute in the movies and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think it's from both the girl and the guy's perspective. Like the one who's playing hard to get, I feel like it's kind of cruel Um, and then, like, in our society, because, because there's such a, like, stereotype of, like, girls play hard to get, like, guys don't take no for an answer, even when girls actually mean no and aren't playing hard to get. That's a good point. Like, do you think it's slightly, like, our fault? (laughs) I don't, I don't think the hard to get thing was necessarily... Like, do you think because think we play hard, hard to get, get some? I think playing okay. hard to get became something that can be used against, I guess women are men. Um, not necessarily because of what we do, but because of how media portrayed it. I Wait, think what did, women are men, is that what you said? Women or men. Women or men, gotcha. I didn't want okay. to stereotype, like, you know. Um, I think it's more of how media portrays it. I think 
I think there are a lot less women who play hard to get than the media acts like they do. Because because people like to I don't know, because people like to pretend like there's a reason that a woman would say no to you besides the fact that they just don't like you. Hmm. I'm play devil's advocate based on what you said in the last episode. But do you think that the, I mean, like you asked a question about like, doesn't the media get their content yeah. from the people? So like, is the, it based in something? Yeah, but I, I didn't want to be stereotypical. That's why I didn't say it. Like, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the people who are being turned down in the media. So let's say I like the men or I guess the women, um, there's the there's the person who says no, right? Yeah. Person A. Person B was the person who asked them. And they're offended that the other person said no. And so they just assume that the other person is playing hard to get. And person B, especially if it's a man, controls the media and portrays that image in the media, whether or not mm. the individuals actually are playing hard to get. Which and this is just like an idea, like I yeah, don't yeah. have any evidence behind it, but I'm thinking of like the 19 like 50s or something. Mm-hmm. Like if a guy tried to sleep with a woman and she said no, I feel like they would make jokes about how like women play hard to get, and then it would become like a stereotype. Mm. But I'm not sure. No, that's a really good point. Um, like, yeah, because, like, there are, like, the media is controlled by, like, a lot of men. So, like, they would be portraying things according to their perspective and yeah. their, like, own agenda and pushing a thing, like, pushing their own agendas forward. Also, like, what you said about, like, um, how, like, I don't know, I, maybe I'm just, like, thinking of, like, different movies and stuff, but, like, you know, like, maybe, like, in the early, like, maybe 1960s or something like that, um, if a woman said no to a man, I think the the man would get, would get, they would be, like, their ego's, like, really fragile, so they would try to, like, brush it off and be, like, oh, she's just being a bee and stuff like that, right. and, like, you know, they get, you know, that sort of thing, so, yeah. like, I can see that, I can see that. Masculine fragility. Yeah, it's the word I was looking for. I was about to say like toxic masculinity, but I was like, I don't think that's the right word. I don't, yeah, yeah, that that word. There's also Um, white fragility, which is mm. a different thing, but yes, masculine fragility. Yeah, yeah, (sighs) interesting. That's a really good, that's a really cool thing to think about. Like I, yeah, I mean, I wonder if that like the playing hard to get like just goes back into like prehistoric times like if that was a thing but I don't think they had that option because it was also based on like survival I don't like I really now that I think about it I feel like playing hard to get and I'm sure there are people who play hard to get Mm -hmm. I think playing hard to get now that I've like talked about it to me seems like a stereotype made up by those who were offended when people said no but I don't know (laughs) I'm wrong that's a good theory though I mean I mean I think there might be some like accuracy to that though because you know they no one likes to be humiliated or embarrassed so like they make up excuses and yeah not don't take accountability for it so that's a thing that's a thing um yeah so we're out of time that went by really fast <laughs> did. you had like so many other notes 
<laughs> I did. I, I think we got through most of it because I skipped through like some of the stuff that like we sort of touched on, but then I got to the stuff that like I was like, this is interesting. But uh-huh. um, but yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts? I want to say something, but I hate it. Okay. Um, have you ever heard me say sexy times as a joke? I vaguely remember this. I don't know. Okay. Sexy times are far from normal. <laughs> Finger guns. Finger I, gun. <laughs> people, aren't, people who aren't watching YouTube can't hear me do them, so I wanted to say it out loud. Good job. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I try. Alrighty. Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode and we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at farfromnormalpodcast and we also have a Google survey on there. You can fill out any questions, comments, or feedbacks, um, what you like, dislike, anything you like. Um, also, leave us a comment if you're watching on um, YouTube and like and subscribe. Yes. Alrighty. Yep. Okay. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for listening.